Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? How's everyone doing out there? Happy New Year. Just wanted to get it out the way. You are now listening to the Cheston Podcast. This is Cheston. We are now in 2023. Oh my God, I can't believe another year. 2022 went by super fast, just to be honest with you. Like thinking about it and replaying everything, I'm like, dang, that year went by fast. But you can't look back. You only can look forward. So, you know, happy 2023. I hope everybody... You know, everything that you're planning to do or you you have planned to do this year, I hope you do it. I hope 2023 is amazing for everyone. I feel like deep down inside of my heart that it's going to be a really good year for me. I don't know why I can't explain that. It's just in me for some reason. I just believe that this year is going to be an amazing year, which and I and I I believe that's the best way to go into a new year is to automatically think positive, you know, just live positivity just think positively you know just like just just be it live it you know <laughs> so i i think that's what i'm 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 off, off to, i'm off to a good start but you know having this mindset and this mentality like i'm i'm ready to take on 2023 because there's so many things that i'm doing that i'm excited to um uh bring to fruition you know like actually make it happen so you know just Shout out to everybody out there that is planning on making 2023 a great year. So, yes, we did have a hiatus, a little mini break, a little two week break, you know, just a little breather because it was the end of the year. You know, so much, you know, goes on at the end of the year. Of course, I was out of town. I was not at home. I was living my life for two weeks, basically, you know, getting back in touch with family for Christmas and New Year's, basically. Um... But uh, we basically didn't, we didn't really miss a lot, you know, looking at everything I'm about to discuss, you know, we um, took a break from December 26th all the way to January uh, 9th, January 8th was the break, yes, J- uh, December 26th to January 8th was the break, so um, really did not miss a lot, I mean, you, you would think, you know, a lot, a lot can happen in two weeks, but a lot really didn't pop off, you know, um, in the last two weeks, so let's go ahead and get into it, Okay. All right, so um, Clive Davis, he talks to Page Six about Whitney Houston for the promotion of the um, I Want to Dance with Somebody film that just was released. Side note, I have not had a chance to even see that movie. It's been out since like Christmas, and I know I've been talking about it and posted about it, about how excited I am to watch it, but no, I have not gotten gotten around to see it, um, unfortunately. I do want to see it. Um, I just got to get around to seeing it. Basically, I got to make the time. But um, to to continue, um, Clive Davis, he says that he was shocked when Whitney Houston died in 2012. Um, he says that he was with her 48 hours before she died. OK, um, he says it never occurred to him that she would die, you know, two days, two days later. I mean, and that's just life. I think that's what anyone, um, you know, a lot can happen in 48 hours and two days. That's just you know, period, that's life. But he continues on and says that, um, uh, he says that Whitney Houston was showing him what she had done in rehab. You know, this was 48 hours before she passed. This is what, um, that they spoke about what they went, you know, what he says that they talked about. Um, she was showing him what she had done in rehab, how she had given up smoking and how she cleared, cleared her throat of nicotine. So I guess she was like, you know, um, he even goes on to say that she was wanting to start going into the studio. So I guess around that time she was really getting clean so she can get, you know, back to recording. This this is what he's saying. And um, he says that she was making a valiant uh, attempt 
during the you know that period of time to give up drugs like she really was trying so it was a shock to him you know fast forward two days later that she was found dead in her bathtub which is really sad um r.i.p whitney houston of course one of the greatest voices of all time even he said it he said when she opened her mouth he automatically knew that you know he had the greatest singer of her generation and probably top three you know uh, one of the three of the greatest singers of all time this is what he says okay so and and i agree with that that statement big time but um i do need to get around to seeing that movie i'm gonna get around to seeing that movie but um moving on tj holmes he files for divorce from his wife um amid the amy robach affair uh, page six is reporting. So basically, T.J. Holmes, he filed for divorce on Wednesday, December 28th in New York City um, after almost 13 years of marriage. OK, he filed a divorce from his wife um, that he uh, is currently still married to. I mean, it's pending. The divorce is pending. So they technically are still married. But, um, you know, he filed um, ABC. They're currently doing an investigation on tj holmes and amy robach and you know the whole situation i guess they're trying to investigate um if they basically should continue having them go on air after this big old scandal basically but um the investigation that they have been doing um you know and and, and is currently still going on uh allegedly they're saying that holmes had relations with at least two other staffers at good morning america and um, they're con- like I said before, they're continuing on the the investigation. It's not over. Um, the two co-anchors have been spotted out together, you know, over the previous holidays, um, Christmas and th- uh, New Year's. They've been plenty of pictures of them together out and about looking happy. And um, Holmes, T.J. Holmes, he uh, um, allegedly thinks that he'll be clear once the investigation is finished with ABC, which I disagree. I think there's so many ways that they're looking at this that's why they're investigating it but i think in the end i don't think he's going to be able to go back on good morning america i probably will eat my words hasn't been the first time but um just this whole situation is messy and then come to find out he's had previous affairs at the same job during his 13 year you know 13 year marriage that he just filed for divorce to end it's just it's just messy it's just a lot Okay, so moving on. Steven Tyler, he is accused of sexual assault of a minor and forced abortion. Um, Page six is reporting this also. Um, Plaintiff Julia Holcomb, she alleges in court documents that she began a sexual relationship with the Aerosmith frontman, Steven Tyler, in 1973, shortly after her 16th birthday. Tyler was 25, okay? In the suit, she claims that she met the musician um, at an Aerosmith concert in Portland, and he took her back to his hotel room after the show. The plaintiff says that she told Tyler about her age and about her troubled home life before he performed various sexual, well, he performed various acts of criminal sexual conduct on her. Okay, she says he flew her out to Seattle. He allegedly performed more sexual acts on her and then flew her back to Portland the next day. And then she goes on to claim in 1974, Tyler convinced her mother to allow him to be her legal guardian by allegedly promising to make sure she was taken care of and enrolled in school. Tyler did not follow through and instead continued to travel with, 
assault, and provide alcohol and drugs to her. In 1975, she became pregnant with Tyler's son, and Tyler insisted she terminate the pregnancy, and she claims that he threatened to stop supporting her if she did not follow through with the you know, termination with the abortion of the unwanted pregnancy. But um, she goes on to say after the, um, after the abortion, she left Steven Tyler and moved back to Portland. And then listen to this. In 2011, Steven Tyler released a memoir and he states in the memoir that he almost took a teen bride after the girl's parents fell in love with him and signed a paper for him to have custody so he wouldn't be so he wouldn't get arrested if he took her out of state. He took the girl on tour with him. That's what he says in his memoir, basically telling on himself. Long story short, um, this is crazy. Um, it's unfortunate, but if we're going to keep it real, you know, 1970s was a whole different time. 25 men, I definitely, it's not right, but I do believe we're hitting on 16-year-old girls. We're going after 16-year-old girls, and um, it, it's definitely wrong. Uh, but for her to just decide, you know, to file this suit against him, this is going to be crazy to see how this turns out because I mean, this could definitely like, um, hurt Steven Tyler's whole, you know, career. I mean, I think he's still touring, which is, you know, crazy, but moving on to the next story. Courtney Love claims that she was fired from the fight club film for refusing to let Brad Pitt make a movie about Kurt Cobain. Yes, this is crazy. Okay. Anybody that knows Courtney Love, she's the ex-wife, um, widow, if you will, of Kurt, the late Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Teen, uh, smells like teen spirit. If anybody knows, I mean, you, every, you, Nirvana's part of pop culture. Like you have to know who Kurt Cobain is he's like everybody knows who he is so anyways Brad Pitt apparently has been bothering Courtney Love for years trying to get her to agree with him to do a biopic on him so um, she goes on to say in 1999 the Fight Club director the director of the film the Fight Club and Brad Pitt they pitched to her um, on doing a movie about Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love says that she wouldn't let Pitt Brad Pitt play Kurt Cobain like she just doesn't see him playing that character at all and then she claims that Brad kept stalking her about the you know Kurt Cobain film that um they recently had a zoom meeting in 2020 about Brad Pitt producing a Kurt Cobain film through his plan b productions and once again she told them no so basically she's feeling like now that she's coming out publicly saying no that he will finally get the hint that she does not want him to have anything to do with her late ex-husband or well, her late um husband uh Kurt Cobain. So um hey, it's her, you know, that's part of her life story. I mean, she she knows she knew the man, that's her ex-husband. So I'm sure there's a, a reason why she feels like Brad Pitt can't play it or do it, you know, justice. There's she has her own reasons. Um, plus she knows Brad Pitt behind, you know, the camera. So it's a whole different thing. We, we don't know, but I'm just saying for Courtney Love to be adamant that she does not want Brad Pitt to play Kurt Cobain. I mean, she obviously has a reason. Probably she's a little upset that she got fired. He, he got her fired from, um, the fight club, which is crazy. She was, um, meant to play Hella, Helena, Helena Bonham Carter's role in that movie. 
if anybody's seen Fight Club, it's like my brother's favorite movie of all time. But um, and it, it is it's a good movie with Edward Norton also in it. But um, I just maybe that's probably an issue of why she has an issue with Brad Pitt. Just I, I don't know. But obviously she's adamant she does not want this man to do anything Kurt Cobain related. Related. All right, moving on. Rolling Stone releases their 200 greatest singers of all time list, which was bullshit. I'm going to call it now. Bullshit. That list was horrible. It was atrocious. I don't even want to actually go through the list. I just want to just put it out there. One of the biggest things that I feel like was a slap in the face, Celine Dion's not included on the list, which is wrong. She's like one of the greatest singers to live. So I thought that was, you know, kind of ridiculous not to have the Celine Dion on the same, you know, uh, greatest singers of all time list. But some they got right. Some they did not get right. Like, uh, I'm just going to throw out a few out there. I don't even feel like going through this list because this list is so stupid. Whoever is doing these lists at Rolling Stone, you guys got it wrong. Even with the last list, the major one that they did with the the greatest hip-hop albums or rap albums, that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Their ranking was ridiculous with that one. But, okay. So, with this, this greatest singers of all time, 182, Jasmine Sullivan. She definitely shouldn't be 182. I'm not the biggest Jasmine Sullivan fan, but she definitely deserves to be in the top 100. Top 50, maybe. Like, if we're going to keep it real. She's she's definitely a great vocalist. I give her her props. Um, 102, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift shouldn't even be on this list. Sorry. Continuing on. 68, Rihanna. Rihanna shouldn't be on this list. Sorry. Continuing on. Aaliyah. R.I.P. Number 40. Shouldn't even be in the top 40. Not even trying to be mean. Shouldn't even be on the list. Continuing on, 22, Adele. Adele shouldn't even be in the top 50. Adele, I'm going to repeat that. Adele should not be in the top 50. She's definitely 50 to 100. I'll give her that. Beyonce, 8, fair. Number 2, Whitney Houston, okay. Number 1 is Aretha Franklin. That's basically the list in a nutshell. It, it was a lot of, just a mess, just a mess, just all over the place. But okay, moving on to the next topic. Uh, Ashley Olsen, she's married. Congrats. Uh, yeah, for those of you, everybody knows who the Olsen twins is. Mary-Kate and Ashley, the billionaires, the girls that started out on Full House and now have a uh, a high-end fashion brand label that's worth about a billion dollars doing a damn thing. Major congrats to them. But um, yes, Ashley Olsen, the one that has her hair, that keeps her hair blonde, not the one that dyes her hair. There's one that dyes her hair all the time. It's kind of like brown or reddish. That's Mary Kate. Ashley's the one that always keeps her hair blonde. <laughs> Honestly, I can tell them apart. People probably don't pay attention to them enough to tell them apart, but I can tell them apart. Um, anyways, she got married. She got married. Ashley Olsen got married at a private Bel Air um, ma- mansion last week um, on December 28th. In Bel Air, California, of course. And um, she got married to the artist Louis. I'm going to say it's probably Louis. Louis Eisner. Louis Eisner. Um, she's been dating him since 2017. Congrats, girl. That's the, only, that's the only details that the public has. Because you know how private that them girls, them girls are. So that's like the only thing we know for sure. Is that she got married in Bel Air last week on December 28th. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. Prince Harry's new memoir, Spare. Oh, my God. 
this memoir has been setting things on fire. Everybody has been talking about this book. I I didn't think that this book was going to be like this. I thought that, you know, we he wasn't going to get into some things, but he gets into some things, okay? This book is telling it all. I can't believe how bold he is. Um it, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that I I, I would never think that is kind of personal that you wouldn't think that you would, you know, put in a, a, a book, especially like I, as for royals, people that from the royal family, they're like taught not to really, you know, keep it all in the house. Keep all the drama in the house. Don't respond. Don't say nothing. And for Harry to just he's putting it all out there. OK, he's letting you know what it is, what it's been from the beginning since he's been born. OK, so let's just go ahead and get into this. OK, so in the book. Prince Harry reveals that Prince William attacked him. Yes, over Meghan Markle. They got into a argue, They got into a heated argument over Meghan Markle, and and this is what he says. He says Prince William grabbed him by his collar, breaking his necklace and throwing him, Harry, to the floor. And Harry, Prince Harry, he landed on the dog bowl, but he um, he was he broke it in pieces, and the pieces were stabbing him in his back as he lay there on the ground. Um, William told harry to hit him after he did so harry refused and told him to get out after that whole de- or you know that whole situation happened william apologized to harry but he told harry not to tell megan what happened but harry ended up telling megan because she ended up noticing his back the you know the scratches on his back from falling on the you know being thrown on the dog bowl so yeah, there goes that he also reveals in the book that, you know, the the whole infamous 2005 Nazi costume, Halloween costume deal that was all over the, you know, the press and stuff. Okay, so he's saying that it was okayed by Prince William and Kate, okay? He's saying that they told him to wear the Nazi costume um, because Harry, he couldn't decide between a pilot or, a, he couldn't decide between a pilot or a Nazi, and they chose for him. They they agreed for him to be a Nazi. They told him choose you know pick the you know wear the Nazi costume, and you know Harry Prince Harry he calls the Nazi costume one of the biggest mistakes in his life, and mind you he was twenty at the time so you know I'm sure he's like kicking himself in the butt. There's a lot of things that I'm sure all of us look back you know who are out of our twenties who look back at our twenties and was like oh my god I wish I didn't do that or I wish I could change that. But anyways moving on. He accuses his father, King Charles III, of branding him the spare, okay, the day he was born, okay? So he's been hearing this, the, the spare title since since he, he was birthed, okay? He says that Prince Charles told his mom, Princess Diana, I gave you an heir and a spare. My work is done, okay? Like, that's it. So Prince Harry and Prince William, they urged King Charles not to marry Camilla Parker Bowles, the woman that he was having an affair with while he was married to Princess Diana. It's 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 messy. It's messy. If you don't know the history, I suggest you Google it because it's messy. But continuing on, King Charles would tell Harry, who knows if he's really the Prince of Wales? Who knows if I'm even your real father? And would laugh about it. Okay? This is crazy. Um, Prince Harry, he also claims that he didn't receive a hug from King Charles following the tragic death of his mom, Princess Diana. Um, Princess Diana. He also says that his father wasn't great at showing emotions under normal sense circumstances. So he kind of was um, it wasn't a shock for him to not receive any kind of emotional uh, support when his mom passed because he really 
um, his father, he's basically saying his father's not emotional at all, really, even under normal circumstances. Um, in 2016, when William met Megan, uh, she hugged him. Prince William recoiled. He completely freaked out. Okay. Um, King Charles III told Harry that the royal family didn't have enough money to financially support his wife, Meghan Markle. Yes. <laughs> um, but Prince Harry says that really what the issue was, the concern was, is that uh, Meghan Markle's, you know, her growing popularity made them envious. So they were just coming up with reasons. This, it's it, like, I just can't believe Prince Harry had the balls. It, it, but it's so Princess Diana. Like, that's the Princess Di That's the Diana in him. Like, really. Like, to have the balls to, like, put it out there. And and at first, I, and I get people are like, well, this is your family. Why would you put your family on blast like that? And I get that. But you got to understand, he's up against an institution. It's not even, a, like, a, a normal family. The people in the UK, they pay taxes for them to live in that castle so they can know every aspect of their lives that's why they're always on the the front page of the tabloids because the public the, the public people feel that they have a right to know everything that's going on in the royals lives because they pay their taxes which is i mean it makes sense when you when you really break it down it's like okay okay i see why the public is so involved with the royals over there but um Definitely. I just I can't believe, you know, Prince Harry had the balls to do this. But anyways, continuing on um, Prince William, he ordered him uh, Prince Harry. He ordered Prince Harry as the heir. OK, so Prince William said that he ordered Prince Harry as the heir speaking to the spare to shave before Harry's wedding. OK, um, apparently Prince William wanted Harry to shave his beard before his actual wedding, Prince Harry's wedding. But but um, Harry says that William was bitter that he couldn't wear his beard for his wedding and that um, Prince Harry got permission from the queen. So he kept the beard for his wedding, which he did. I mean, as we all saw, he got married with a full beard. So he's saying that, you know, Prince. a lot of these things I'm hearing, I want to be shocked, but I'm not shocked. It, it It's it's. um. It's not shocking. Like, even if you watch, and a lot of people are mad, and I get it. A lot of people are mad at Meghan Markle and Prince Harry for basically, like, they're feeling like they're selling the story for the money. But have you heard the deals that they've gotten? Oh, my God. They signed a $100 million deal with Netflix to do that documentary that they just came out with. Crazy bananas. Then they just signed, like, a $50 million deal. Um... A fifty million dollar deal to uh, Spotify, like for a podcast. So, I mean, it, it's obviously they're finding ways to make money, even though that you know technically he was cut off when he renounced his title, baby. They, the royal family, told them we're not supporting you no more. They took away their security, like all that happened. Like it's real, like, and but Prince Harry, he's already made it known that he don't, he's not, he don't see himself going to his father's coronation, basically where they crown his father as the new king of England since his, you know, um, Queen Elizabeth passed. So, oh man, I, I honestly feel like for Prince Harry to go this far with it, in the book and everything, I don't think that you know, and and just. 
hearing from Prince Harry how stubborn and stuck to their ways that they are, you know, the, the royal family, the institution, yeah, there's definitely going to be, um, oh, there's going to be some beef. <laughs> it might come, it might, it, man, I, I hope the palace does not respond. I hope they stay quiet, but knowing them, they might, you know, release a statement. You never know. Or they might just go along and, and act like nothing happened and just act like Prince Harry and Meghan don't exist, which you can't do. I mean, the British public is obsessed with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and everything that's, you know, they're they're doing now since they've gotten out of England. But uh, moving on, Jin Shah from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison for fraud. I'm fine. I'm glad that this is finally over because... I mean, I really don't like to talk about the Real Housewives at all because I feel like, one, they're not celebrities. In my eyes, they're not celebrities. They're just, you know, normal women that found a way to get a paycheck being filmed on a script, on a, you know, on I won't say scripted, on a, uh, it is scripted, sorry, on a scripted, reality, edited reality show. So, um, it's unfortunate I, I do like Jen Shaw. I do I do think she has um, sometimes some anger issues, but I, I'm sure she's going to get that together while she's um you know in there for six and a half years. But um, she's been sentenced for wire fraud. Um, she ran a telemarketing scheme where she scammed thousands of people out of money, mainly targeting um, targeting the elderly, and she uh, is scheduled to surrender for her sentence on February 17th. So she has a month. Um, I'm sorry that it ended up like this. Um, do I, I don't think Bravo's gonna, since she pled guilty and she was found guilty for wire frauds, like, so meaning she's admitting to doing the crime. I don't think that she's going to be, I mean, cause let's get one thing straight. The housewives is going to continue on six years and six and a half years now, six and a half years from now, the real housewives of Salt Lake city probably will be on, but you never know they, they always take franchises off every now and then and bring them back on you see what happened with miami miami was on in like 2011 they took it off air and now they brought it back in what 2022 2023 so you don't know but i'm just saying even if they do continue with real housewives of salt lake city if, if it does continue i do not see andy bringing back jen shaw now that she has admitted and pled guilty to these crimes um it'd be bold if he does but I, I don't I don't think he's gonna ask her to come back on or anything like that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll keep a lookout on that. All right. Well, that was all the topics for this week. Well, for the past two weeks since we took in our little mini hiatus. But we're back to every Tuesday new episode. So every Tuesday is a new episode. We're back back on it. Same thing from last year. We're bringing it into 2023. Okay, so make sure you subscribe, share, and like on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be uploaded, like I said, next Tuesday, okay? All right, you guys. Let's make 2023 an amazing year, all right? Thank you. Peace.